This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Morning, Brad. Great to speak to you. Yes, and you. Thanks again for a wonderful publication called The Green Times for our listeners to go and have a read there. And when you're done and consuming some of those beautiful stories and uh, growing in your knowledge and understanding, you can click through our website. It's also got a link on Elmer's The Green Times. Elmer, chatting about uh, plastic bottles today and... and uh, good to know that the guys and girls that go out there and collect the almost the informal recyclers that they're also called were given the opportunity to get back to work. When I heard the, the actual official message being shared, um, I thought, oh, I, I didn't know that there was actually, they're informal, but they're officially been sent back to work. So it's definitely a thing. I didn't even know that. You didn't know that. Well, you know, the, the, the PET, um, Plastic Recycling um, industry creates masses of jobs for informal people and, of course, the others as well. Mm. It's a huge amount of money. Um, they're saving 144,000 tons of CO2 per year. Wow. We're talking, I'm looking quickly at the 2019 stats here. Mm. Um, the jobs, 65,900 um, informal jobs. You know, these people who walk around and gather plastics and, and other recyclables. Oh, yes. They, uh, they have very important work to do here. And they were actually our first recyclers. I always tell people who get annoyed with them. Because, uh, you know, before they, everything was formalized, they were already recycling. Yeah. And that was also the time when I already had um, my recycling depot. So those were the people who gathered the stuff for us. <laughs> so what happened? So, so what happened, Alma? Now, if they weren't, because if they were officially let back to go out there and do what they do, um, uh, and of course the formal sector as well, what was happening during lockdown uh, when and these things weren't being collected? Well, it, the, the, what, there was one part of of PET recycling, which is the bottle to bottle. You know, they do various things with the P, with the PET bottles when they recycle. Yeah. But the bottle to bottle um, plant, thank heavens, was declared an essential service. So this is this place called Extra Pet. They recycle the old bottles into new bottles. Also because, you know, there's a, there was a rising demand, and still is, in PET for, for all the sterilization bottles, you know, all the sprays that you get yes. in your hands and so on. Yes. Those are all packed in PET, of course, the clear plastic. So there was a two, uh, the increase in that, and also for the plastics for personal protective gear, you know, that the doctors wear, mm. and also for face um, shields. They're also made of PET. So there was an increase there, which meant they couldn't close. They had to keep going, and that kept a whole lot of people working. But in general, there was a decline of about 18% um, in, in all the recycling. I'm sure that's the case. Um, so, and also the big, big, big decline was, you know, the bulk of PET, actually 57% is turned into polyester um, raw materials, which becomes material, you mm. know, the, the polyester clothes. Uh, so anything that's not pure cotton usually has um, polyester mixed in there, which uh-huh. goes for just about everything. It's almost impossible now to find things without a bit of polyester in. So the bulk of it goes for clothes, and that market, of course, dropped completely because mm. people are not shopping for clothes much. You know, the whole yes. economy has gone right down. 36% of it is food grade. It's called RPET, food grade. In other words, it, it's turned into containers for food, you know, the clear packaging that you get yes. for grapes and things like that. Um, so, yeah, some of it went on, but in general, of course, there was a decline, but they kept the wheels going because recycling must continue.
So uh, when we look at recycling numbers, I mean, we, we you often speak about the work that's being done and factories and recycling plants and something. Uh, do, are we lagging behind on the numbers that we recycle? I mean, do, do we compare to what's happening out there in the world? Um, yes, we have. Um, if I look at 2019 stats, there was a 2% decline um, which apparently was the case across the world, um, but it was in line with 2018, which was still good because some things have changed. For example, they started making some bottles lighter. Mm. So the problem if you have lighter bottles, which of course you know saves the manufacturers money, is that you need to gather, gather more tonnage for your buck if you are collecting and selling on. Of course. So now plastic is incredibly light, which is why the recycling of it is, is, is more difficult because people have to gather vast amounts to get very small amount of money. So, you know, is it worth their while? Usually they go more for the heavy things because you get more money for it. Mm. So that had a knock-on effect on the market, which, of course, made things a little bit more difficult. Less people bringing in that and then... Less to recycle and less to pass on, but but you know things have, are always going on. Uh, collectors have people have to do work and they have to manage in some other way so they keep going. Mm. Uh, Elma, uh, why is this so important uh, to continuing uh, going on with the recycling and and keeping this part of the industry going formally and informally during this time? I mean, it's a really challenging time. Yeah, well, the thing is, we, we, we haven't stopped using plastic. So, mm. I mean, I always have an issue with the, the demonization of plastics, which we see often, in, in especially in green circles as well. People think plastics are bad. And I always say, well, no, it's not the plastic that's bad. It's what humans do with plastic. Uh-huh. It benefits us in a huge amount of ways, definitely in terms of food packaging and food safety and medication and whatever else. Imagine doing all of that without any plastics. But... We have to keep making sure that it goes into a cyclical system, and that's yeah. basically what we are uh, are proving. That 62% of PET in South Africa is recycled, which means our our we are moving every year closer and closer to a full cyclical economy or a circle economy where we don't linearly manufacture stuff, use it, and then dump it. Mm. So we are saving. Um, 595,000 cubic meters per year in the landfill sites, which is a lot. And I told you 444,000 tons of CO2, which is so important, and all all those work opportunities. And then it also pushes in 1.1 billion rand into the economy. Mm. So it plays a very important role in South Africa, and we have to keep things clear and sterilized and clean to be able to feed people also. Mm. So it's just important that we move into completely everything coming back. So every year on year, we want to make sure that more and more of it is recycled, and that is indeed what we are busy with. What can we each do as an individual, Alma, to make sure that we stay on the correct way of using, correct way of um, disposing, and being part of the good part of the cycle? Well, I would say again that you only purchase packaging that you know for sure you will ensure gets recycled. Mm. So if you are not going to, you know, take the lid off, squash that bottle underfoot, and you remember the reason for that, we can talk about that again. In other words, you're getting Mm. rid of the air, which costs money to transport, and that's 
petrol and that CO2, um, then then you mustn't bring that, pack- that that type of packaging home. So you have to know what you are buying, what is the impact on the environment, can you recycle it or not, and be selective. Otherwise, get more things loose. It is more and more possible to make sure that you are in your lifestyle entirely in a cyclical economy and, and not in a linear one. Elma, just uh, one more question before we greet each other uh, this morning. I'm, uh, you've been talking about uh, recycling in South Africa and the cycle in South Africa. How much uh, plastic are we being able to manufacture, things made of plastic and, and from recycled goods here? And of course, then we're importing stuff as well. I mean, are we just making the amount of plastic that's circling in South Africa just bigger and bigger and bigger by bringing so much in? I'm just thinking about all of these face masks that are coming in from outside of this country that are being imported in all made of plastic. You know, we just keep bringing more and more and more plastic in. Well... If we bring in more, we can also recycle more because South Africa is of the best recycling industry in the world. Mm. But as long as it, it doesn't end up in the environment, that is the big thing. Although, as I said to you, our face masks are also locally made now, and I'm hoping that we will be, in, just in terms of the health of the country and the economy and, and job creation, I do hope really, and the planet, yeah. that we will be manufacturing more and more things locally, which is actually what I'm trying to encourage everybody to do. People who don't have work now, look at the gaps. You know, go in the shelves and see what is not there, what we're not currently finding. I think those are gaps that we can fill by manufacturing locally because that cuts out the the transport and the carbon dioxide of bringing things in. So the local economy can, can take a lot of opportunities now. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.